Here we are again with another fabulous week of the Tyson pre-show. This week is week two with my special guest Richard Harvey as we talk about the siege at Ascalon with the Knights of the Templar and the leadership lessons from that historical attack. Now, before we get into that, I want to say first off, thank you for listening. I know that you're listening because you know that everything you want is on the other side of hard and you're willing to work for it, get after it, and chase down your dreams and your goals. And I am here to serve as your Obi-Wan to Luke Skywalker. I am not here to be the hero. I am here to help you be the hero and share information with you, show you how you can get things done and accomplish your dreams, stand on the mountain of your goals and own it. If you're interested in having me as a life coach or joining my mastermind group, you can email me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com. Let me know that you're interested or reach out to me uh, through Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Any of those are fine as well. Well, without any further ado, let's get into part two of the Knights of the Templars historic raid on the city of Ascalon and the plot twist that came once they broke down the wall. They they get in there, but now they've got a problem. Right? I love the, the, the twist in this story. This is I had to call you earlier today and say, let me make sure I got the story right, Tyson, because I you've read the whole book. I've only read this part. Did I get this right? And I so I walked through it with you step by step because this this doesn't end like you think it's going to end. No. Go for it. Okay. <laughs> well, okay. Well, um, I might do a little bit of reading as well because it's uh they've got actual historical, they pull from historic, he pulls from okay. historical documents here. Um and so they bum rush in the Knights of the Templar and all. Now, remember, they're bum rushing with people that were coming on a spiritual pilgrimage to see the Holy Land. These weren't really Not military really people. These right. weren't warriors. Um, maybe there's a lesson. Know who you're going into battle with. Right. Yeah. <laughs> know who's on your side of the table. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, sometimes, though, you don't know that until the, the firefight starts. But yeah. Um, and I'll jump on on here too. A lot of times, I'm not trying to preach it to anybody here, but a lot, I see a lot of church leaders do this when there's a building project where they're yeah. wanting, like, we've got to we've got to seize the land and 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 uh, build this, take this building and have this building project, you know. And they're mm-hmm. really brave when it's other people's money and other people putting in the work, you know. Mm-hmm. So they'll like follow me into battle. We'll take all this treasure from other people. And we'll take all the work from you and what could possibly go wrong. <laughs> I see it go wrong all the yes. time. Yes. Yes. I'll just say yes. <clears throat> right. So, the, so the Knights now, now to be clear, and I, and I want to, I want to define Knights of the Templar too, because if you don't know history, you may not understand the Knights of the Templar were the special ops of the military. They were the Navy SEALs, the Army Rangers, and so on. They were the special op guys. Um, 
there usually wasn't that many of them in the army. Out of 6,000 fighting men, you might have 150 or 120, 120 knights of the Templar. Um, gotcha. So these guys are not like overwhelming force. They're just extremely, extremely good. Okay. So, Since I have the, I have, I'm ignorant here on the history. I'll lean on you a little bit for this, just for clarity and for me and for the folks listening. So do you think, is it your opinion that they felt like if I, you know, we're so good at what we do, if mm-hmm. we take these common people, uh, we can train them or, or we'll inspire them that we're, they're going to be fine because they've got us. Is that kind of what the, th- the thinking um, was or, or I, I don't just, know. we need people come help us and they inspired them to help them? Well, I, I don't know how much uh, in this particular instance, um, remember Knights of the Templar were in power for almost 250 years. I mean, okay. they were, they were an elite, elite force for almost 250 years, but in this particular battle, I think it was King Baldwin, King of Jerusalem, who, um, thought it would be a good idea to recruit the pilgrims on a spirit from a spiritual journey. Gotcha. Okay. And he assigned the Templars to train them. I don't know how okay. much of it was truly, this one was truly their idea. Gotcha. Um, they're just taking, they're just taking commands from the leader. They got to do whatever the leader says. So, okay. Yeah, for the for the most part, yes. Um, and so, so I'm not sure if they're fully on board with this. The way this reads, okay. the way I understand it. So, uh, they're doing what they're told. So they bum rush. They get into they get into this castle, into the city walls, and now they have a problem. Here's the problem: they are now kind of locked in. And surrounded with nowhere to run. So by the time the citizens, the women and children, all get to the safe, you know, the safe house in the castle, the safe room, and now all of the men. And when I mean men, I mean old grandpa with his walkers, got his dagger, and uh, you know, little Johnny who's nine year old with a ring pop is carrying an AK forty seven. Like everybody is armed. Um. <laughs> and now you're locked in with them because the way that that siege ramp fell, you could climb over into the city, but you couldn't yeah. get back out. Um, it was just bad. I, I'm not sure that they fully assessed the situation. And um, it's funny because there's a, there's a quote here by uh, uh, Usama Abin. Munkeet, who I have just horribly botched his name, so I apologize. Um, but he writes this. He this this uh, he was there at Ascalon in the city. He says the Franks, which is the Templars and the Roman Church. He says the Franks, God cursed them, are the most cautious of all men in war. In other words, they don't like to take risks. They're they're in war. But they're not going to take a risk. They want calculated risk. Mm-hmm. Um, and it seems like he he's alluding to, as it goes on, he's alluding to that for people that don't like to take risk, they sure bummed rush this as soon as the wall fell. Mm-hmm. Um, and they got trapped. And... <clears throat> 
it, let me just read this here. It says, blocked into a hostile city with no chance of retreat or rescue, the Templars were massacred. None was taken for ransom, not even, not even their master, which the head Templar, the one who was in charge. This was unusual for such a high-value prisoner. It spoke to the fearsome reputation the Templars held among their enemies and the pent-up fear and, de and uh, desperation of the citizens who had been pinned down under enemy assault for half a year. No amount of wealth or booty was worth the lives of the, of the 40 of the ablest Christian soldiers in the region who persecuted, I'm sorry, who presented themselves, um, who, who presented themselves unsupported for the taking. They just flat out did not think this thing through. All they saw was that the wall fell. We're going to take the city. It's in our hands. Look at them. The wall has crashed. They're, old. They're just now coming out of their sleep. We got this. Mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> miscalculation by leadership. Yeah. I think uh, I read somewhere in there too. Didn't they say that by their own creed, they could not retreat? Yes, uh, that is so, true. That was the creed. So part of the, their rules of engagement were if it if we ever start being overcome, we don't know the word retreat. We will only go forward. And I think yes. that it, my takeaway from the story was that was really their fatal flaw in that yes. we, we're only going forward. So they, that, that and that's evident in their uh, siege tower that they built. Mm -hmm. uh, there was, you know, once they went over that siege tower, regardless if it, it fell or, or whatever, uh, if it stayed intact, you can't get back over that wall and down that siege tower fast enough. They're go right. You're going to be destroyed if you're not ready to face whatever is over that wall. And it, it goes back again to what I said. I see this with church leaders all the time. You get so focused on, we're going to get this one thing. Yeah, but but what about the other thing and the other thing and the other thing and the other thing that's on the other side of victory? Yeah. And we only see the victory. Like, well, okay, that's fine. But, you know, in this case, victory was not victory. I'm no. sure as they, they went through those walls, they felt victorious until they were slaughtered. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. It was a part of their part of their creed to to not retreat. Um, and if you know anything um, about modern warfare, <clears throat> especially with the U.S. military, the idea is um, it's not necessarily win at all costs because if you don't have any people to fight the war, how are you going to win, right? Yep. There's strategy and tactics here. It sounds like from this standpoint to me that <clears throat> the strategy was to take the city. That's great. But your tactics were way off. Yep. Yep. You should have had a plan and realizing there's only one way in and one way out of this city. And yep. if you get cut off, then everybody who bum rushed that city is, is done yep. for. I think we're seeing that, um, not to get political here, but with uh, Russia and the U Ukraine, it yeah. was obvious they thought, well, we have the tactical advantage we're going to go in with great force 
and it's obvious today as that as that conflict rages on right there was no plan for our military being overtaken by guys with rifles right (laughs) right right and and that's what's happened that's what's prolonged the entire thing was the arrogance of one person to say well we're going to take this in three days and here we are months later and thousands of their people are dead that they never thought would even be harmed right yes Yes. Well, that brings up, I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, that's another point that I wanted to make is had, had the Knights of the Templar had a cover, cover and move strategy, right? <clears throat> in other words, okay, we have this hole in the wall, we can get in, <clears throat> but do we have another option? Do we have option two, option three to get in and out of the city? Maybe one of the first things you should have done was go and get control of the gate, mm-hmm. right? So that you can open it, yeah. right? Um, so that, or maybe, and again, I've not been in the military, um, or maybe one of the other things is, is you just leave that hole there, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> now you have, now you have all of the people inside of Ascalon wondering, are they coming through that hole? When are they going to come yeah. through that hole? What's going on? Yeah, right. I like to your point too. Here is the citizens of Ascalon. I remember reading this part. What they did as soon as that hole was developed, they yeah. started filling the hole. Did yeah. you catch that part? They, so <laughs> they saw. They saw like, okay, we can't let them retreat. We we've got to cover up this hole so that they can't retreat. So yes, they were planning for what happens if the enemy should uh, breach that wall, mm-hmm. but uh, the knights didn't. No. Uh, they just knew victory if we get over this wall. And uh, uh, the folks from Ascalon knew, well, okay, they're over the wall. <laughs> right. That's not the end of the world. We're yep. going to cover up this hole and they can't get out. Now they have to fight us. Yes. A fight that they weren't, the other folks weren't they, ready for. They weren't, they weren't ready for. They weren't going to win at all. Um, which, again, brings me to, I think, my third and final point on this particular story. And that, that is, um, the Knights of the Templar should have brought. No, I don't know if it was pointed out. Maybe you would have read. Maybe you read it, and I'm just forgetting it. They really should have brought all forces to bear on this. Mm-hmm. They shouldn't have just charged in with these with with this just this group of people. They should have rounded up <clears throat> other um, other knights, other military people from the area, and tried to bum rush another piece of the castle right another side of the castle um something else called in for backup i guess if you will um really bring all forces to bear on the situation when i think about victory we want overwhelming victory yeah um and bring all those forces to bear uh that's all those forces that are within our grasp or within our ability to control, bring them to bear on the issue. Yep. Um, yeah. I don't know if you want to speak into that. 
but no that's that's actually that's very good um with no question that you won so that you can go back to your people and celebrate with your people and say you know you did this look how we executed the plan you executed this plan perfectly and Mm -hmm. here we are and you know if things go awry well i also had we we planned this you know we had we Mm -hmm. planned for the things to go awry and we still have this this overwhelming victory. I think uh, you can see time and time again, if this story, not and and not only this story, but history has shown us that when leaders become uh, arrogant and, mm. and, and, and don't really count, seek counsel from others, mm-hmm. you know, this way, it's my way or the highway, this way is the only way then yep. boy, bad things happen. You set yourself up <laughs> and it's not just you, you know, uh, it, it, those poor tourists, <laughs> right those poor pil- pilgrims that came for a spiritual journey yeah. they yes. trusted they trusted the guy with the the microphone you know if you look over here to your right what you'll see is the city you know why why even just a, a, gr- a small group like you could overcome this with ju- with the right things you know they trusted that guy the tour right. guide and yes. the tour guide was, was ended up being uh literally dead wrong yeah oh <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And I, but I think <clears throat> for us to bring all forces to bear on a situation, we have to stop the multitasking. Yes. Yeah. We have to stop trying to do multiple things, have multiple conversations at the same time, full focus, full attention. Yeah. You know? Um and so if they were to really have brought all forces to bear, called up their other Templar buddies at the other city down the street, you know, um, hey, muster up some armies, uh, bring them, bring them to, we're going to come in through the hole in the wall, but we want you to attack the gate and we'll get somebody over there to open the gate so we can, you know, from two, hit them from two angles or anything, anything other than, well, we have holy pilgrims who we just trained over the last six months and we are knights of the templar <laughs> right they will they will fear us they will yeah. fall and tremble at our feet yeah um yeah that didn't happen yeah got a little arrogant there yeah 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 and i, and I act like you know as we look back over this like i've never i've never had that massive failure and what i'm that is not what i'm saying at all it's oh, in this, yeah it's in those <laughs> well, let's, failures yeah, let's, be clear. let's be clear yeah that I've, I've i've learned i've learned the most and what's tough is when you're leading people it's not just you who feel the failure it's all of the people that that mm. went along with you right and yes. uh, if you do that once or twice you never want to do that again because, you know, especially if you're at the top, the buck stops with you. And you can't say, well, let me kind of explain why all these people were brutally massacred, right? right. I mean, there's, there's no explanation. Yeah. No one's going to be happy when you have to go tell that family of those pilgrims, well, you know, here, here's why your daddy's not coming home. <laughs> there's <laughs> nothing you can say that's no. going to satisfy them, right? No. So you just think to yourself, how do I not let that happen again? And it's not to never go into battle again. It's, as you say... The next time I go in battle, there's going to be overwhelming victory, or I'm probably not even going to go into that battle. Yeah. Well, as a parent, right? You pick and choose your battle with your kids. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, pick and choose the battle with your employees, pick and choose the battle with, you know, what your coworkers or whomever, right? Um, you know, when my kid, when my boys were little, I picked every fight. <laughs> 
I'm like, no, you're not going to do that. No, you know. And finally, my wife just sat me down. She's like, you don't have to march up every hill with our sons. Like, <laughs> like I got to break them. I got to make them men. And I'm like, she's like, no, 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 you don't. You need to yeah. you need to back off there, GI Joe. And I'm like, okay, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, it's just it's just something that you learn, and and I think that that's you know going back to your convert the thing you said earlier our earlier conversation about um, groups with age diversity, right? Yeah. An older person is going to say, "Hey, young buck, you don't need to march up that hill." Just yep. let the bullets fly. That's not an important fight right now. Here's yep. what you need to focus on. Um, I think it's important too for those seasoned veterans to say, that is a fantastic idea. That is, I think that's the way that we're going to win that battle. Now help me get to uh, how we win the next battle when we're over the wall. Cause I think it's really important that the older people are speaking it not just naysaying yeah. all the time, but saying, yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I see how that's going to work. Help me with this you know, the next obstacle that we're going to run up against. Yeah. I, you know, there's a Haitian proverb that says behind every mountain, there's another mountain. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, in typical Haitian fashion, right? Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Behind every mountain, there's another mountain. So don't think that just because you got through the wall that all the citizens are just going to tremble in fear and cower because the Templars are here, you know, right. people aren't going to just cower in fear and be like, Oh my gosh, they're here. Okay. What do you want? You know um, just because you've conquered one issue doesn't mean there's not another issue to be had or to be conquered. Um, It really is about consistency over the long run. Yep. Um, Things aren't going to go your way as we've seen, whether you're Ascalon or Knights of the Templar, you've got to adjust roll with the punches and um, understand that behind one problem is another problem. And you, you just have to bring full force to bear on it. Yeah. So, yeah. But I think sometimes too, yeah. the, especially with, with young leaders, you think that you're going to have choices and, and one choice is going to be obvious and the other one, you know, it's going to, it's going to, it's going to be so clear to you to know what to do that um, anybody could see it. But like I, I tell the board sometimes um, and I, they, they don't like, like it when I'm this crass. So you probably won't like it either. I don't know. So I'll say, <laughs> well, we have my friends in one hand is a cat poop sandwich. And in the other hand, we have a dog poop sandwich and we have to eat one of these sandwiches. And then we have to go to our people and tell them, here's the sandwich that we chose. And here's why I'm giving you this to eat. Yes. And that, that my friends, that in a nutshell is leadership. <laughs> it is leadership. It really is. Um, I think sometimes we think, okay, in my left hand is a cat poop sandwich and in my right hand is filet mignon. No, no, no when, that when does that, happens. that never happens. Never, never. Um, <clears throat> I'm reminded of, for those of us that are old enough to remember Bob Knight, the basketball coach at, IU, he was asked, uh, they had a game where they had a lot of turnovers and one of the reporter was brave enough to ask him about a particular turnover. I guess one of the players was trying to make a, a pass underneath the basket and uh, to get an easy layup, but the defender was right there, picked it off, went down, laid, you know, 
the defense got the ball, went down, and laid it up. And he said, you know, do you deem that a good turnover? Mm-hmm. Well, Bob Knight wasn't having any of that. He said, let me ask you a question. <clears throat> you get, and I'm not going to use the language he used, but he says, you get a dog. <clears throat> you get a puppy and your puppy goes underneath the kitchen table and it takes a poo and then wanders over, lays on the couch or sits on the couch and takes a poo on the couch. Which poo is good? <laughs> the poo on the couch or the poo under the table? Because there is no such thing as a good poo. There's no such thing as a good turnover. <laughs> yeah. And he was far more crass and vulgar than I was. Yeah. But yeah. Um, same kind of thing. Yep. Same thing. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to suck it up and march on. Yes. Onward. Yep. On, yeah. I love it. Onward. Yes. Yep. Um, but that makes you a better person in the end. Yeah. You know, most yeah. you or I, and I don't think anybody listening to this podcast, though I could be wrong, are going to storm a castle. Right. Surrounded by its citizens and massacre. <laughs> um, but the point here is seize the opportunity with full bring all arms to bear on that opportunity seize it be prepared when things go your way or when things don't go your way and understand that even if you win there's still going to be another hurdle Mm -hmm. um i think i just summarized our conversation pretty well very good yeah but feel free to you got anything else you want to add to that no you know i i it's it's funny that the the hero of this are, are the Knights of the Templar, right? And uh, but <laughs> when you look at it, you know who the, the unlikely victor was the the folks of of Ascalon, right? And right. Uh, um, um, you would have never expected those folks to pull it off. And so I would also just as another point here to say, you know, you can look at. At your ragtag team of whoever you've got, you know, and whoever you've got is what you've got, right? Sure. And you have to be very, um, uh, uh, you have to be very purposeful in building that team, and 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 at least in trying to convince that team that uh, even though they are ill-equipped, uh, perhaps they're not ready to go against the Knights of the Templar. Uh, they can do it. And that's the hardest part of leadership is, is, is not looking at the limitations of the people around you mm-hmm. um, and focusing on those limitations, but to, to be mission focused or whatever that mission is and saying, no matter what happens, we are going onward. And that day uh, onward one, right. Um, yeah. And that, yeah. you know, they, they very well could slaughter us, but uh uh, we're going to press forward, and uh, and uh, in th- that day, the underdog really came through by just being able to focus in on the flaw of the enemy. In this point, the fact that they didn't have an exit strategy and capitalize. Yeah, no, excellent, excellent point. Well, with that, I think we will uh, wrap up this discussion. Richard, thank you so much for being on the show. I appreciate it. Thank you. It was a lot of fun. I love I love this concept and would love to do it again. It's uh, uh, very interesting. I learned something today. 
<laughs> well, I did, I did too as well. Um, so this is kind of an experiment. I've never done this before, taking a, a historical event, talked through it, um, and the lessons gleaned from it. So uh, yeah. I hope our listeners enjoy it as much as you and I have enjoyed it. It's been really, really good. Yeah. So, all right, sir. Well, um, let's do this again for sure. Absolutely. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye. Well, thank you for listening to this week's episode of the Tyson Pre-Show. I am so grateful you took the time to listen to that. So many great lessons to learn from that battle at Ascalon as the Knights of the Templar tried to take control of the city. And for so many reasons, as we discussed, absolutely, absolutely failed at it. I want to invite you to be a part of the mastermind as I did at the start of this podcast or uh, I would love to be your one-on-one personal life coach or if you have any questions whatsoever, reach out to me, Tyson at TysonPriest.com and let me know you're interested in either the coaching or the mastermind group and let me know if you have any questions as well. Additionally, please go ahead and leave a rating or review on whatever podcast platform you're listening to this on. Would love to get your feedback on the show. And that also gets our show out on to, uh, or into other people's purview as they can see it and be sure to listen to it. Well, until next week, own it, out.